It's 2022. Do you know where your consumer is? The Channel Mastery Podcast is created for executives who are obsessed with knowing everything about their target consumers, because that's what unlocks the future success and impact of our brands and businesses today. Every week on this podcast, we dig deep to bring you what's working and what's not when it comes to winning the attention of and building loyalty with your target consumer. We've got a lot to share, so let's get to it. And thanks so much to Verde Brand Communications for being the presenting sponsor of the Channel Mastery Podcast. Let's do this. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Channel Mastery Podcast. I'm delighted to introduce Tiffany Smith to you today. She is the CEO of Camber Outdoors, a treasured Verde client and an organization I think that has so much to share and has so much momentum right now. Welcome to the show. It's wonderful to have you. Kristen, thank you so much for having me. I am just elated to be here. And finally, finally, we have a chance to kind of connect and and just chat a little bit. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So I literally feel um, just so excited and proud to share you with the audience. You have such an incredible story, a great vision. And I love how you just make everything feel like there are solutions like right mm-hmm. at our fingertips. So like we, this is going to be just an incredible show. There's so much to learn and share. And let's start by just having you share your background and how you found Camber. Yeah, absolutely. I am truly excited to really be, um, have landed and be a part of, of the Camber team um, at such this pivotal time that we are currently um in history, but also within the outdoor industry. Um, I believe that the outdoor industry is just such a a powerful, impactful um, economic engine um, in this country. And um, as I kind of reflect on just my path and the roadway to really uh, becoming a part of the Canberra team, I think about, you know, a few relationships with a few of my mentors, along with a few, um, you know, job opportunities that I had that really poised and positioned me very well um, for where I am now. I recall um, a quick story um, about one of my mentors that really introduced me um, into um, the world of philanthropy um, in the fundraising sector. And so he was just such a guiding light for me. Um, I was in sales and marketing um, for um, a a few years and um, my mentor um, thought I would be a great fit to uh, become a fundraiser for a local nonprofit um, in my hometown at that. And um, I really at the time wasn't really sure even that the fundraising career was even an option or a path for me. However, um, I went ahead and um, I applied uh, for the position um, at the Urban League at the time. And I put together this five-page proposal um, around the impact that I would make um, as their fundraiser. And um, after doing so, they hired me. And within that first year of being hired, I raised over a million dollars. That's incredible. I knew in that moment, I said, this is it. This is my thing. And so I just really love to be able to really build relationships and really help organizations to be sustainable long-term to really help, you know, underrepresented groups and communities. And so that really became my charge and my focus um, around my career path. And since then, of course, I've had positions, you know, with the Girl Scouts and with Planned Parenthood and other national organizations, as well as some other, you know, smaller nonprofits. But what I really found for me is that 
what was important to me when I joined the team at Camber was that I really was able to be a part of an organization um, that's leaving a legacy um, beyond your immediate family, beyond the immediate scope of, of what you can touch and feel. And so with Camber, we are literally transforming um, the way that companies, that small businesses and nonprofits are, are doing work day to day. And it's truly, truly impactful and just honored to be a part of the team. Ah, that's awesome. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about the role that you were in when you landed at Camber and now you're CEO leading the organization. And it's been, I think, a little, maybe a year to a year and a half since you stepped into the chief development officer role. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I was hired on initially um, to be the chief development officer for the organization, um, a new role for the organization. And um, during that time frame, I was overseeing um, the partnerships, fundraising and marketing. And um, it was phenomenal. It was such (laughs) it was such a great, a great year. It was it was a great year where I was able to really look at how can we sustain the organization um, in a way by diversifying our funds, how can we create meaningful, impactful um, experiences for our partners, but then also looking at then how can we communicate not just the work that we're doing, but the work that our, our corporate partners are doing, the work that the small businesses and the nonprofits are doing, and how can we do it in a way that inspires others to continue to change and be a part of the change that we're seeing now in the outdoor industry around building inclusive workplaces. And I just love that you you know, raised your hand and jumped right in to the CEO <laughs> role at Camber after, Emily, yeah, after Emily and Renita left earlier this year, leaving a fantastic, you know, legacy for you to continue and further. When I tell you, Emily and Renita are just such, they were just such phenomenal leaders for the organization. They really laid a very strong foundation um, for us to be able to build upon. But not only that, as a leader coming on board initially as a CDO, they really um, leveraged and allowed me to really be my best self at work every single day. And wow. I believe that's what really positioned me to have the confidence and the courage to say, you know what, I believe that I can um, take the baton from both of them and, and, you know, continue the race. Oh, and tell us now, like that was, I think the second quarter of 2022, we're now at the end of September yes. and obviously we're into fall and so much, I think of the, the strength and the impact that Canberra Outdoors makes is in the programming and in how you take your partners by the hand. And I think just you're incredible at discovering like, okay, if we were able to resource not only the great programming that we have, but you're able to see like this level of support is needed to kind of drive it through the organization. And I would love to just get a little bit of, of insight from you in terms of the vision that you have around that and some of the great programs that I think people are probably seeing in the news right now for fall, but then even some of the year round programming that's in place. So I would love to just kind of hear where is the organization now as we're heading into the last two quarters of 2022 and into 2023. That's a great question, Kristen. We uh, we are seeing um just sixty percent growth engagement just in general um around programming with our partners and with our resources. We know for sure um that that we do have a handle and a pulse on what's happening within the outdoor industry in reference to diversity, equity, and inclusion, and we're really poised to make sure that we remain relevant 
and that remain very flexible um, with the changing landscape within workplaces. And so what we're doing is we are really honing in on some of our core programming um, that really provides the support that's needed for all of the industry leaders to be able to lead in a way um, where everyone feels like they belong. And so by doing that, um, we have the Camber survey system, which I'll talk about a little bit later, but that is one of our pivotal um, uh, programs that we have that is is really, you know, giving our partners the data that they need to be able to identify the areas of growth and opportunity around DEI. But some of the other programming um, that we've had for years is around mentorship. Um, A lot of the listeners may already know about our core um, mentorship program that honors Ann Kerchick that is um, exclusively for those that identify as female for women, which is a nine-month scope of really of enrichment um, where women have the opportunity not to just network, but it has a DEI lens and perspective that really allows them to be able to take what they're learning and then become the DEI champions within their workplaces. Um, And in addition to that, we also have this amazing program um, that was a pilot last year called the Mentor Allyship Program um, that is sponsored um, by Keen. And that program just is completely phenomenal, Kristen. Um, (laughs) We have just got such rave reviews um, from the mentors and the mentees. And in this program here is a three-month program um, where those that identify as males um, represent the mentors. They mentor um, those that identify as females, the mentees, over a three-month span. But what I love the most about this program, it really helps um, and it engages the, the male leaders to really look at how can they position themselves to be an ally um, to their women colleagues. And what does that look like? And what's great about this is that we've partnered um, literally with the two men that wrote the book on how to be allies to women. And so um, Brad and Dave, um, they are our facilitators for this program. We are currently in the third cohort of this particular program this year, um, full program this year. Um, we're, we're excited to, to, to see, to hear, and to learn how the impact is where the men are learning just as the mentees are also receiving a sound advice around their career. And also we're seeing reverse mentorship with the mentees and the mentors. So it's extremely impactful with the focus of making sure that we are preparing um, the male leadership um, to be able to really facilitate allyship within the workplace for women. And that is why we named it Mentor Allyship. It was very critical um, for each um, male to understand their role in promoting uh, gender equity in the workplace and really to be able to understand um, that as those pairings happen, um, that that is really where the change is literally happening. And so they're receiving training and, if you will, on-the-job training as well with the mentors and the mentee relationship. So Lifetime Sea Otter Classic Summit 2023 is joining Faraday Brand Communications as our sponsor for this new year. The goal is to deliver the solutions and best-in-class resources presented to executives in the outdoor recreation industries at the summit to you every week on the Channel Mastery Podcast. And we couldn't be more excited to exceed your expectations on that goal every week. So at the summit earlier this year in April 2022, 
Right before the Sea Otter Classic, we gathered over 200 executive leaders from the outdoor, bike, endurance, and vehicle-supported adventure markets for two days of business intelligence, specialty market resourcing, and peer networking. It was awesome because it happened right before the Sea Otter Classic, which literally had about 80,000 consumers there. And guess how many people camped at the Sea Otter for multiple nights? Almost 7,000. Okay, this is a a very special consumer event. And to have this right before it is huge. We're going to share all the details on the 2023 summit in a very uh, near-term episode here. And watch, uh, we'll be announcing things from a marketing standpoint, but I just wanted to make sure and thank Lifetime and Verde Brand Communications. Thank you so much. I have to add in there, um, I've I've been fortunate enough to receive some firsthand feedback every week since this program started with our own integrated services director, Chris Dickerson. He's taking the program and literally like we set up our leadership call every week. This is something he's reporting in on and he's going three times longer than the time that we planned <laughs> for him to talk about it. And honestly, I love it's it. so empowering. It really is like, I think as a, as a female entrepreneur in, in our markets, I've always only heard empowering applied to women or people of color or just more marginalized sure. voices. Sure. And I love that there are, you know, I feel like the, the leadership assumption has been put on males primarily in our sure. space and, and that's sure. changing. But what I love most about this is just, it, it, it really brings uh, a holistic, almost familial view to um, your part of a workplace leadership team. You're not, you know, different because you are male or female or, or identify a certain way. And I just really feel like he's been empowered to bring that back to us. We're learning tons and we are asking so many questions and that's both the you know men and the women comprising our team. So I can tell you, this is an incredible program. It's worth every minute of investment of time. That is so awesome to hear. I just, I just love to hear that um, just initially because it just makes my heart warm to know that um, it takes courage, Kristen. It takes courage to be able to, to learn something new and then share it and then begin to implement and or act on it. And so whenever I hear those testimonials around, um, around leaders really taking what they're learning from the Canberra programming and immediately applying it or putting it to work within the workplace, you know, that is where the change happens. That's where the systems begin to align um, and become more inclusive for everyone. I, and I, you know, the other thing I love about this is the the programming. It, it as I said, as I was leading into this question, um, it really does like the programming is there, and the way that you have focused the different levels and different approaches of the programming in terms of how you are ingraining it into the workforce teams is fascinating. And one of the other programs I really want to make sure we talk about is Voices from the Future of Work. There's so much power in um, taking that fear or that anticipation that you might be taking a step or spending resources in in a direction that may not make the most impact. And I really want you to talk about this because I feel like it really uh, creates like a container of support for these important pivotal decisions and investments we're making in our workplaces. That is so true, Kristen. Um, the Voices from the Future of Work, which is funded by the VF Foundation, um, is, has been a very impactful program for our partners because what we're learning from our partners is that um, 
majority, I would say close to 100% are really focused on building more diverse talent pipelines. And so we know for sure um, that the outdoor industry is 81% white with a consumer base of 66% uh, white. And so what we know there is that the consumer is changing. um, Therefore, there comes a demand or an opportunity for sure for diverse talent to be incorporated in part of this amazing industry. And so in order to be able to do that, you must hear from the voices that are not currently represented. And so we created this program, The Voice from the Future of Work, to do just that. And so it is literally um, what I like to call a meta ERG, but it's listening sessions with the perspective of different diverse uh, communities and voices. And so we have 10 different voices that we identified, um, Black and Brown voices, um, Asian American, um, LGBTQ+, um, faith-based, and uh, including people with disabilities. And so we wanted to really um, have those times in which we um, ask those hard questions, which we we identify um, exactly what the needs are of, of the underrepresented groups. And in doing so, we created an insights report. And within that insight, report. It has all the information um, and all of the tools for our partners to be able to ready their workplace before they start attracting talent so that they can retain that talent. And so it's very powerful to be able um, to engage with our insight reports from the voices work because it really positions the company to remain competitive in a market that's changing. (laughs) That is becoming it has been and is continuing to be such a top of mind priority for all companies, let alone companies in the fast growing outdoor recreation space. So, um, and we're going to have links to all everything that you're hearing in the in the show here today. So just keep that in mind, dear audience. We're going to take good care of you <laughs> in the show notes because there is a lot of information here. Um, so I really am excited to kind of to go to this next place in the conversation because I know you have so much passion for it. And it's it's your vision and what your team brings to life every day in terms of the workplace as a vehicle for positive change. Um, obviously, through COVID, we we have had lots and lots of change with how people view work, how they spend their time, the, the prioritization of how they're spending their time and aligning their values in as many places in their lives as they can. It just was a, a very big wake up call. And, and, and that looks different for every single person in the workforce. Um, but I just feel like it's important to hear your vision for Canberra Outdoors in terms of where you're, you're building this kind of larger pathway forward for this diverse you know, fantastic opportunity that we have ahead in terms of growing both participation and the workforce in this, in the outdoor recreation space. So if you could speak a little bit around that, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, absolutely, Kristen. I think, you know, when I think about the work that we do every day and every, every chance that I um, am able to connect with the staff during team meetings, I really, you know, just take a moment to really encourage them because I honestly believe that we are doing literally game-changing transformational work. And I, I think that um, as we begin to kind of wrap our arms around and embrace the fact that 
Um, we service our corporate partners, um, our small businesses, and our nonprofits, um, but we also serve the underrepresented groups and women in leadership. And when we have that scope and that perspective, we understand that um, there are some opportunities for us to make sure that everyone feels like they belong, everyone feels included, and that the systems um, that each workplace um, is currently operating under is in alignment with equity and making sure that we have um, that lens to make sure that every every diverse group um, has access and barriers are removed. And so in doing so, I believe for us, when we have this, this particular niche and this, this focus that the workplace, the workplace for us has become our vehicle of change. It has become the thing that, that we have the opportunity to really empower um, our, our staff and our team leads to really make sure that day to day that we're infusing not just the focus of product development, not just the focus of the bottom line, but also focusing on inclusion and what does that really mean for each one of our employees and how can we make sure that each time that our, our staff or our employees arrive to work or go on a trail or go for a run or take a ride in an RV, that they are feeling like the company, the brand, um, that that particular brand, that 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 particular company is one of inclusion. And when companies really begin to include in, in the goal structure of not just the bottom line, but include inclusion as a part of the value system and the goals, that company then becomes another agent of change, another way for, for people to really be able to, to lean into making sure that the systems and the ways of work are in alignment with um, inclusion. And I believe that through that activation, that not only will we see change um, just um, within our workplaces, but that change will also be seen throughout our different communities um, that we actually reside in because we spend majority of our time at work with the people that we work with every single day. And so I believe that as we begin to really um, have our corporate leaders focus on the workplace as a way to empower and to impact change in the greater world that we live in, as we begin to really focus on making our workplaces look like the world that we live in and really begin to be the change that we want to see, that's when I believe that everyone will start to feel like they belong in the outdoor industry. And that was very philosophical, Kristen, but. <laughs> but that's what I wanted. I wanted, I mean, it's so important to share your passion on this because it just, it really motivates, I think all of us, no matter where we are in the journey, it motivates us to keep going and know that there are really positive outcomes, like at the very next step, right around the corner or what with what we're doing right now and how that will manifest. And that just, that reminded me of something I wanted to ask you, Tiffany, you've been doing a lot of travel and speaking engagements lately. Um, and so it, when you talk about different employees and different organizations and how everyone is unique, you've really seen that firsthand. Will you share with us a few of the specific categories of outdoor recreation that you've been in front of and ingraining yourself in from a community standpoint recently? Sure, absolutely. Um, I've had just such a great time traveling and just learning 
and connecting with our partners. And so I've been able to um, connect with the fishing industry um, at ICAST, but then also within the bike industry. I was recently in Bentonville for the first time. I'm going back to Bentonville for the shift conference um, in a few weeks here. And so, um, and even in the run industry. So just looking forward to really being able to just continue down this this path of of learning and growing together. What I found is that um, is that every single industry segment is different, and every single industry segment is on a different DEI journey. Just like every every corporate partner, small business, and nonprofit. And what I love the most about that is that it it just kind of tells me that there's so much opportunity for us to be able to learn and to grow together. And so I'm super excited to kind of continue down this path. We have this tool um, called the Diversity Maturity Journey Assessment Tool. And um, as I've been traveling, I've been literally offering this tool um, to leaders um, as a free opportunity just for them to be able to identify where they are on their journey. Because a lot of leaders are understanding that in order to remain competitive, if we think about um, by 2030, the stats tell us that the minority is going to be closer to the majority within the next less than 10 years from now. So as we're thinking about the changing landscape of our country, we have to understand in order to remain competitive that we have to have a focus around DEI. And so we're offering this tool um, for the companies to really be able to dig in, to identify and really figure out where they're landing on their journey And then we're also looking at how to um, then help and position and poise them um, to reach their goals. And so what I'm finding is that people are eager and people are are being very intentional um, about making sure that DEI is a part of their vision and their values. And that's step one. And we are elated to to hear. But more importantly, we are here to, to support and to serve Um, any organization that's looking to grow on their journey. That's awesome. And and just before we look to close up here, I would love for you to share a little bit about what it's like to be a partner to Camber. You have over 300 brands across all sectors of outdoor recreation, and it's growing so much. And there's a reason for that. And I wanted to just have you speak firsthand. I mean, obviously we've talked a lot about the programming, but there's a community within the Canberra organization that really provides, I think, a hands-on tailored approach to every single partner. And I'd love for you to speak to that because again, it really takes any of the guesswork out of it that some leaders listening today might be feeling like, is this the right resource for me? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I am so excited about this um, because that was one of my first projects <laughs> when I came <laughs> on the team was to kind of look at the partner experience and what is that like for our partners. And so since then, we have really um, made sure that every encounter um, with our partners is meaningful, is impactful, and is intentional. And so we have, with our 300 partners, um, each partner has an assigned relationship manager that literally will walk them through their DEI journey. Um, We have quarterly um, touch points in which we create um, goals that are centered around the company values, um, in addition to providing a tailored roadmap 
um, for our partners um, throughout the year as far as professional development, um, courses based upon um, leadership level, in addition to any tailored needs that the company or the partner um, has. And so um, the main thing that we use to kind of help and provide that, that map or that blueprint is our Canberra survey system, which happens every single year, once a year. And um, the survey system is very unique. Um, it's what I like to think of, a one of a kind um, in the industry. And um, we are in hopes it will become the gold standard for the industry as we're looking at um, the leadership and asking them questions pertaining to their goals around DEI. And But then we're also connecting with the entire team. And we're taking both of those data sets and we're doing an analysis and then providing companies um, with four different detailed reports around where they are within DEI. But then in addition to that, we are providing tailored, um, identified um, resources specifically to their particular uh, needs that they have as a company. And um, what I love the most about the entire team is that they literally become one of your team members and they're there to help and support um, every single company that has a focus around uh, becoming more inclusive. And um, we're just honored to be able to serve our 300 plus partners that way. Well, and I'm sure everyone listening can feel the <laughs> love that you have for relationships with people and supporting people to get to their goals. And literally every single person I've come into contact with who works with you is the same. And I just think the point to emphasize most is the programming is literally like best in class. We're so fortunate, you know, for the, the work that Emily and Renita did to put a lot of that in place and how you're furthering that. But then just the way that you're I think relationship driven team and, and the passion they have for connecting with who their partners are and how to help them really makes this like a seamless experience and a fun experience in a lot of ways. So I just feel that um, it's important to emphasize that because so often in, in our careers, as you said earlier, we spend so much time with work. This just becomes another fantastic relationship that enables you to see great gains through for so many parts of your organization. So I wanted to just make sure and put that in there because this is definitely not a, a here, sign up for the programming. We'll see you in three months. Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely not. Absolutely. We really want to make sure that, that we're poised as a resource. And so even for the companies that may not be partners, but um, you need some thought leadership, you need some support around a particular issue, like Camber is here to support you as well. Um, and I think the more that we have a collective collaborative effort um, across the industry, the further that we're going to go. And so um, Camber's virtual door, <laughs> Zoom, <laughs> Zoom door is <laughs> always open. It's, it's always open. And we are definitely here to support. Thank you so much. I mean, is there anything that I missed before we wrap up today? No, I think the last thing that I'll just um, I'll just say is that you know, uh, even with the the time that I've been able to spend and just connecting, um, you know, people share a few things with me. And one thing that really stuck with me is that one of the leaders came up to me and he said, "Sometimes, you know, I just don't, I just don't know what to do." 
I don't know what is the right thing to do. So sometimes I don't do anything. And I just want people that are tuning in and wherever you may be at on your journey, wherever your company may be at, and you're thinking about the changes that you may want to see, it is okay to be where you are. If you're at the starting blocks, if you are, you know, all the way around the track, you know, it's just, I want people to be okay with being where you are and reaching out when you need support and help. I mean, Every, every single step that we make towards inclusion is a step that matters. And I like to think of it this way, Kristen. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware of the chaos theory or the butterfly effect, um, but the butterfly effect says this. It says that a flutter from the wing of a butterfly can have an impact of a tsunami across the world. And what that says to me is that every step Every conversation, every decision made around the boardroom table, each one of those movements, whether they're small or great, can have a huge impact. And so my last final thoughts to everyone that's that's listening is that don't take for granted the small steps that you're taking, because in the long run, you're going to see a huge impact in the outdoor industry because we all need each other and we are going to be the change that we need to see. And this will be an industry that is inclusive to everyone. I just, I love it. I'm literally so, yeah, I, I hope everybody listening is as inspired as I am. Please check out camberoutdoors.org. Show notes will be at veridaypr.com on our blog. And we'll also have social for both Camber and Verde, where you can find all the resources you could possibly need. And Tiffany, this has been an absolute honor. I've been looking forward to this for so long and your energy and your passion are just so palpable. Thank you so much. And I cannot wait to have you back on the show. Thank you so much, Kristen. It was a joy to be on. You're just fabulous. Oh, I love thank you and the team. You're amazing. Thanks again. Thanks. And here's to great things ahead. More to yeah, come. Great things to ahead. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the Channel Mastery Podcast. Please give us a thumbs up if you like what you hear. Share it with a colleague or friend. And also make sure to rate and review us on your favorite podcast platform. 